is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and yo, it's Wednesday. And every Wednesday, you know what we do. It is all things boxing with my brother right here next to me. You know who he is. He's sitting right over here. I got inside right this time. We got the guru next to me, but check it out. Guru, before oh, I got we get it right. you rocking, I got it right. <laughs> you did. <laughs> but before we get you rocking, before I get this full intro in here, um, we have a special guest. And I'm excited to bring this guy on because for some reason, pro boxers don't ever want to come on my show. But it's cool. We got one. And we got a Midwest brother in this one. This dude has an amazing story. He's a businessman. He is a pro fighter who has, like I said, all the skills in the world. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this conversation. I am bringing on... The gorgeous one. We are bringing on Al, Alvin Davy. Alvin, brother, what it do? Welcome to the Man. Fight Podcast. What's up, guys? Uh, thanks for having me, first of all. I'm oh, blessed bro. to be here. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. And here, I have to kick it off with this. G- gorgeous Al, fam. Uh, how do we get the name, man? <laughs> Aside from the looks, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody think it's looks. Everybody think it's from the looks, but it's not. So my first Golden Glove tournament, National Golden Glove tournament, uh, I had a, a great jab, like a pretty good jab, long jab, and one of the coaches loved a jab. So during the fight, he yelled, oh, man, the jab, gorgeous, it's gorgeous, it's gorgeous. And from that, gorgeous Al just came about. Oh, yeah. dude, I, I, I that, that's actually, you see, I'm glad you're not one of them cats because some cats be making up their own nicknames like, fam, I'm gorgeous, so fuck it. I'm go- No, nah, it is supposed to be given to you. My man's got it. I, I love how he did it, and, and that's what's up. And, bro, you're also, again, you're a Midwest dude, and, uh, and, and again, the great thing is today, usually um, we, we do these, like I said, one-on-ones, but I'm so happy to have Brandon here. He's my boxing guru, and, um, and, and obviously, again, Brandon, thank you so much, Alvin. Like I said, you guys, that, that's, uh, like I said, Brandon's fine, and I'm really excited to have him on here. Now, granted, again, we talked about the frat thing, but we, we can discuss later on. This is all to the good, you know what I'm saying? But... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's all good. We, I, I love Omegas, man. Omegas are my guys, man. I, I love Omegas. But um, Brandon, uh, we please, sir, kick it off. Um, like I said, I, I want to. I want this to be an open conversation. Alvin, fam, you want to chop it up with us? Say whatever you like. This is going to be fun today. So let's have a good ass barbershop. I was going to say Joe Button, but not not the new Joe Button. I don't know what that nigga's on. Not so much. <laughs> We ain't, we ain't like can, Joe. Rap, Joe can rap, though. Back in the day, and hey, fam, I'm going to ask you about your music. I, I'm going to ask you about your music because I, I peeped. We, we, you was out here training with the Alfredo T on. You, yes, you was out here. Yes, sir. Gibbs, big so, Gibbs fan. Right, well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's kick it off here, bro. Music wise, you going into ring, you're training. I already seen, I seen you rock. You had some Wu Tang joints on a couple days ago. You you rocking the Freddie Gibbs training. What are you listening to on the way to the gym? So on the way to the gym, I'm I'm, I'm normally chill on the way to the gym. Calm down. It's either some you ain't gonna expect this. It's left field. Either some country music, something coming on country. I'm, I'm Midwest man. They tell stories. Or either I'm you know what? And you're from St. Louis. You, you guys are yeah. a different type of uh, Midwestern. Y- y'all for real Midwestern. Different country. <laughs> different country. Or either some R&B going to the gym. I like to like I like to be nice, chill. It's either that or I'm watching YouTube, watching fights on YouTube, okay. going to the gym. Either one. That's amazing. But I'm, so, I'm so, so, all so, over so, the that, music watch. So when you're in the gym, when you're getting active, what what are we listening to? Uh being down in Miami now, I picked up salsa a lot, man. It, it helped with the movement, like head movement, everything. So I'm huge on salsa in the gym. Nice. And then I, I let it, I let it crunk too. So always okay. like pass Troy, go to like, okay, things like that. You know, hey, just to Dude, crunk it up. Nobody pass Troy. Nobody. I was just thinking Nobody. today, Atlanta, Atlanta going to these finals. Atlanta needs to put Pastor Troy back on it. No more playing no. GA to be the intro can, song can Atlanta get, when they coming out. Can I get past Go the ahead, Bucks? Can I get past the Bucks? I don't know. Why not? I, I, I'm who, just saying the, I don't know the whole time. Cat said they couldn't get past Philly. But who's going to But But the Bucks just went through Brooklyn. Come on now. 
Y'all not no, gonna no, no, they didn't go through Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Let's not go there. They went through KD. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care what you're talking about. They went through KD. That is something in itself. Eh? I don't know, bro. Right. We ain't, we ain't Atlanta Atlanta got the fire. Atlanta's Miami from last year. That's what Atlanta is this year. Yeah. So what he's yeah. saying is they're a team that's going to lose to Phoenix in six. Can we have some time to talk about the finish last night? Because I feel like I was seeing my friends today and we just forgot to talk about like the battle. Like that shit was not insane. Like I, I literally okay tuned with the that. game the last fifteen seconds. It's all I, it's all I saw. Yeah. Did you see that, Serge? Oh, oh yeah. Hey, in fact, here, Alvin, you 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 guess out of there, brother. What did you think? Because I I got thoughts. Paul George is about to get out of there. Well, he was in all the big shots. He was but he missed the mid, he missed the biggest shots in the game. Bro, he 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 blew those free throws. I felt so bad for him because I'm a Paul George yeah. fan. But like, I mean, like he did hit the big shots to get him there, but he he blew it. It, it don't it time, don't ma- that, it don't matter. Ma- that's probably the best executors. Yeah, yeah, that play was right. crazy. You're right, and I mean, Insane. all that considered, they still they still lose without that play. That's probably the best coaching, the best execution we've ever seen in the point seven seconds in NBA history. I, I just—I mean, insane. aside from when uh, what was it when Derek Fisher knocked down that what was it point four seconds against the, the Spurs back in the point day? Hit the, yeah, he caught that joint, just turned with it. Come on, That's man! Yeah, like see, nothing, nothing replaces that one for me. That was that was the I know best. You like a fan, I know you like a fan. Yeah, come on! I, I love the Lakers too, man. We ain't got no St. Louis team, so I'm a Lakers oh, fan too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, I really I knew I like this guy, man. I knew I like this guy. Well, Adam, look, I, I gotta ask you this, man, and and I want to obviously get into your boxing. That's what we're here. And you're you're a heavyweight, and you were we were talking a little bit before you came on about your your intro to the game because again you're 34 years old, but you got a late start to the game. Could you please kind of tell us a little bit about that because it was such an interesting story on your on your beginning into boxing. Yeah, so I came in at, at like the age of 23, 24. Uh, it was weird. I just finished playing my last season of college football. I played D1 football, then I transferred to a smaller school and played NAI football. Okay. Of, and I was just finishing my last season. My brother plays college football too. He went to Northwestern, played D1 football. Oh, and he had maybe two years left for school. And he mm-hmm. came home, it was Christmas break. He got a letter in the mail, a letter All American Heavyweights, showed me and it said they look at ex basketball and football players because they got the idea that all our athletes now are participating in football, basketball, because it's a scholarship, you know, not boxing because boxing takes so much more to you, for you to be an amateur boxer. You don't get paid. Yeah. You got to grind through that on your own. And I'm sorry to cut you off. Was this the same one buddy who, who lost to Wilder a couple years ago? He came, did he come to the same program? Yeah. We had heat Uh, heat in that program. He, you see, I, oh man, that's Dominic, uh, dude was Dominic good. Dom, yes, Dominic Brazil was in that program. Yes, yeah, okay, so yeah, that's sick. Oh, dude, I, I heard about Dominic that program Brazil. back in the day. That's Charles, so sick. Charles Martin, too. Charles Martin became the heavyweight champion of the world. So, yeah, crazy dude. So, you've been in there with some legitimate yeah, badasses yeah. for like since yeah. the jump. We had heat, man, heat. And I, like oh, I was saying, the coaches staff, the coach staff was some of the best coaches in the world. Yeah. So we got from ground up, we built boxing technique and skill. We already had the physical attributes. That's what the program was based off of. Like basically saying, if LeBron James went into boxing and LeBron James like taught the right way or came out the right way, the physical attributes he, he has would translate. You know, we don't really at least. Physically and being given, you know, the skill set from those coaches, yeah. it would translate right. into being world champions. And that's basically taken away with college sports, you know, giving scholarships and things like that. Right. So, now, do you think with heavy, heavyweight boxing, the 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 ramp in terms of learning is a little bit shorter or more attainable than it would be if you were like on a 130 pounder? It's way more attainable because at, at that level, as you get older, it's the skill set with those lighter weights, it's a lot more skill set. With the heavier weights, you get fights done with in, in seconds with a big punch. 
not saying that just a big punch can win a fight, but it's a lot. You, you, you don't have to learn a lot of things to be able to go into a boxing ring and, and win. You know, you, you can start learning the job as you're older. And, you know, starting mm-hmm. later is start later. You don't have mileage on a, on a you know, odometer. The younger guys start sense. boxing at eight years old, seven years old, been through 150, 200 amateur fights. I, I I've been chief sparring partner with Ortiz, Luis Ortiz, 300 amateur fights. 300. And then you turn pro and you start fighting pro. Like you took a bunch of damage on the body, like hands, shoulders, brain, everything. Yeah. You got the skill set, but somebody else come along, brand new, fresh. Skill set ain't gonna match up, but strength is there. The you know agility's there. Mm -hmm. Not saying Mm -hmm. I I can't I can't fuck with Ortiz right now because Ortiz is a different different animal. Oh, dude. I, I mean, and, and that's just showing respect to, so, to a beast because that man, I mean, the fact that you're out there actually even getting working with Buddy says a lot about you and what you're willing to do because dudes aren't willing to put themselves in those situations, even man. to learn. So that says a lot about you, you, bro. I got to give you props. It, Thank you. That's, that's the only way you learn it. In, man. in this day and age, they still can't get nobody to fight Luis Ortiz. Fan. Nobody in any older too, and they can't get nobody. Andrew so, Ruiz might take the fight right now, just the insider. They might get the Ruiz fight. But, oh, that would be a that would be a that would be a banger. Oh my god, that'll be a great fight. Hey, because but, people say whatever you want about Andy. So, so that chunky buck of fight. Yeah. He was in he was in he came out, he used to be a spawn partner in all American heavyweights too. They brought really? him out. Spawn partner. Yeah. I remember oh, him, I remember him. Him spawned Evander Holyfield to it before they made Evander retire. Andy he Ruiz talks about that a lot. Yeah, hey, Holyfield used to have to wear the big body suit where the coaches catch the body shots. So yeah. he wouldn't hurt him to the body. He wore it during spawn. So he wouldn't hurt him to the body. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, the fact that you've been in the room and been in there. So let me ask you this. You've worked with some amazing people, not just the people that you spar with, but you have had some just dope fucking coaches and some of the best yeah. minds of boxing in the world work with you. How has that been within for your development and just just coming up into this game? I think it sped me up a lot. Like I got a, ahead of the curve because it ain't too many people that coach now that, that actually teach boxing now. It's people that jump on and hold mitts and try to make it look good holding mitts, but they don't they don't get a, the actual boxing, you know, the, from the ground up, from building feet, you know, right. then to always hands first flashy. It's the Instagram boxes now. Like it's looking good on Instagram instead of, you know, grinding it out and like me coming up as a boxer. Especially since I started late, I wasn't comfortable talking shit just off the rip, just out my mouth. I yeah. Before I, I just got with like speaking and talking shit about boxing a, a few years ago. Right. You know. Right. I, I got. Well, dude, put and in- you also come from from you play football and and you had yeah. this this. I mean. Being an athlete is always about being respectful. We talk a little shit. We do our thing. We dominate. But at the end of the day, it's respecting the athlete and the sport. It's only since I feel like real recently where you getting these dudes that they think this is the only thing the game is about. Because that's what sells yeah, though. That's what makes now it does. That's what makes, that's what, make that's all what the dollars. Have and that's I mean, it's, it's been proven in MMA, boxing, Mayweather, McGregor, and you can name yes, a bunch of them. Yeah. Even even you could put A B in a card, and somehow he's gonna yeah. get some money to this day. Tell I, tell, I tell, I tell he I tell always says. This day, Adrian Broner gonna sell Ow. tickets. Adrian Broner he's, fight, but Adrian Broner gonna tell Adrian Broner man, fight. Adrian Broner throws six punches a fight. Oh, I'm sorry, oh. I love Adrian Broner. He used to be so yeah. dope, and if he hey. can get back to that guy, I would be excited. He's not. He's That's, not. He's not. Uh, man, and, and, and I mean, fight, man. He's he's gotten to the elite level in, in, in the sport. I mean, the kid can fight compared to a regular guy on the speak in the street. But given what he was in his prime, to say he could fight now, it almost disrespects what he was in his prime. And age wise, he's not at a point where he should be. He should have declined that much. But you know, yeah. he got money. And A B, he loved a party. He let us. I don't yeah. know if he loved to smoke, That's but he definitely, he's definitely drinking a lot. He was just on World Star doing wild shit. Say a prayer for Adrian. Yeah, my, Say yeah, a prayer he's for down here in my, he down here in Miami, going crazy. <laughs> but, but but the thing is, look when you when you when you look at it, Adrian Brown is already a Hall of Fame fighter. 
Absolutely. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. Like, 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 well, here's the thing no. I'll say about AB though. What you mean? No. Well, let me ask you this. Because he, the thing is, is what what he did at 140? Did what he do at 140 make him a Hall of Famer? That's the question. If he's Hall of Famer, because what he did at welterweight definitely hasn't made him a Hall of Famer. But what he did at 140, absolutely, I'll say, has to put him in the conversation. Well, even prior to prior to 140, he had some notable win. He won some notable belts, but the boxers he was he were beating, they weren't that great. So even when he was winning the belts, it was kind of like Terrence Crawford when he was undisputed. Terrence Crawford at, at one forty, yeah, he was undisputed. But who did he beat? Now look at Josh Taylor. That's a motherfucking monster. But so I mean, AB. While I respect what he's done throughout his career, Hall of Fame. That's hard to get in the Hall of Fame. Timothy Bradley didn't get on his on, on his first try, and Timothy Bradley, the only person he ever lost to was Manny Pacquiao. Look, who's the who's the the youngest four division weight champion ever in boxing. Probably is Adrian, Adrian, Adrian Broner. The youngest four division champion in boxing ever is Adrian. After that alone, that strength alone. If you go off of, he fought, he ain't, he didn't fight the top tough. He fought the top guys at the time. Like with that conversation, I had a conversation with, with the Mike Tyson and stuff. To me, Mike Tyson, not my, I don't know if Mike Tyson top five would be heavyweight. No, no, I say no, it all no. the time. Absolutely I, not. I Who did that. Mike Tyson beat in his prime? As, 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 exactly. as much as we love Mike Tyson, this is not a Mike Tyson friendly show. We call it like this. this. Is not- <laughs> <laughs> we call it like yeah. this. Like Mike not top five heavyweight to me, and that's because no. he, he not, when he, he stepped up, down. when he went to A-level fighters, he, he, he never won. He never won. He didn't beat any of the greats in his era, and all the greats beat him. Yeah. So, but But he did beat the top guys the time where he was fighting in, in the late eighties, the late eighties, he beat the top guys. So, yeah, yeah. It, you, it's only about what you, what's there at the time and what you can fight at the time. Like with the Klitschko's, yeah. the Klitschko's ain't had nobody there at the time. They ran through everybody. But okay, everybody. So so, so coming yeah. back to coming back to what we talking about is Adrian Bronner. <laughs> when you think about motherfuckers those, can fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean they, they they was dominating. They, they they ruined the entire division. They ruined boxing as a sport. But you know they they gonna be Hall of Famers because of what they accomplished. Now Adrian Bronner, when you look back and you think about the people that got to vote on him, he's done so much to tear apart the goodwill he ever built in boxing. And when you think about getting that many people to vote for him to be in a Hall of Fame, it's gonna be difficult for him because that's the media for the most part. True, well, man, well, let me you ask you. Vote boxing. You gotta vote boxing. You can't vote on outside the range shit. If you talk outside the range stuff, ain't nobody is great, you know, as you're supposed to be to get in the Hall of Fame. Like, well, Al, let me ask you this though. Well, let me ask you this because we, since we are talking about Hall of Famers, right? And and I, first of all, I'm looking at a lot of these other these these fighters right now, and and B and I have talked about this activity versus inactivity. I love Jamal Charlo. I love Charlo, but I don't think Charlo fights enough. He only fighting twice a year, if that. And that's why if he does have a performance like he did this past week, people jump on him about it. And, but if he was fighting three, four times a year, it would just be like, man, it's okay. This shit happens. And they keep it rocking. Um, you are somebody that, if you look at your resume over the last year, year and a half, my man's been busy. My man has been it, out here cooking. And, and that's why I wanted to break, bring I, it up to you, because your first fight was in 20, 2016. Your second uh-huh, fight was then in 2018. My bad. No, no, you was excited. I, I ain't I, even I mad at you, man. I was talking yeah, to you. Know, like, go ahead. Get that. Get it. No, I love your it. First, I love it. Go ahead, brother. Your, your first thing. fight was in 2016. Your second fight was in 2018. <laughs> and then this is your third fight this year, upcoming on July 10th. So how do you feel about the activity today in boxing? Do they need to be more active? How does it affect you and your skills? Can you sharpen your skills fighting once every nine months? They said Terrence Crawford is going to fight like something like October 23rd or something like that. That's his yeah. next fight. He's, he fought November. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, that is, is different levels. So when you first starting out in boxing, everybody running them off because we learning, you learning on the job when you first start. You start to build yeah. up. You fight somebody record not so great and the bet record get a little bit better then maybe they put you on somebody with power then they maybe put you in with somebody that's a little more skilled so you build up little by little so that's why you're fighting so often when the yeah. when the guys get bigger like the charlo level mm-hmm. it more the more the, the the business side coming to it so that's why they hold it if i constantly keep charlo fighting i ain't gonna be able to sell no charlo pay-per-view three four times a year if i'm fighting fight then 
the second time he fights a little bit bigger name, I can probably sell, you know, I'm keeping them from the people. And the people are like, damn, I want to see a Charlo fight. I'm going to pay or I'm going to tune in to see it. But when you constantly see somebody active with that, that large stature, people are not going to pay that much money for it. Floyd fought, I can't say Floyd because everybody's going to buy Floyd. If, if, who else can I say? If I mean, Terrence Canelo. Frost, I'm like, Errol Spence, Errol Spence. Errol Spence, there go if, one. Errol. If, if, Errol, if Errol fought five times a year, I don't think the viewings would be as much on each fight. Like, he ain't gonna have two million well, views. It, well, it, it'd be smaller. What if, but what if he's making well, big fights? Well, real, real quick, real quick, not even if he's making big fights, because I, I already do have an issue with, I don't think fighter boxers box enough elite fighters. I, I don't think the best are fighting the best all the time, and I think that's a real issue in boxing. But uh, I, I do want to ask you, in terms of, like he said, the, well, Fuck it. In terms of that, the fighters, fighters, like I said, fighting the best of the best. And again, you are getting the activity. in. Oh, that's where I was going with it. You're getting the activity in. If you're not fighting enough, do you think you're actually working? Because being in the in the ring itself, you get better with activity. So do you think these these big name fighters are hindering themselves by not? Yeah, they're big. Yeah, they're getting paid business wise. It makes sense. But for the fighter itself, doesn't make sense because are they actually still getting that, t- that the type of work they need to get in? Very well, long way to say that question. <laughs> I don't think they hinder themselves. One, it's called prize fighting for a reason. You're trying to get the largest amount of money that you can get. Don't nobody do this shit. Legacy ain't tangible. You can't hold on. Yeah, we want legacy, but you can't hold it and it don't feed kids. It's prize fighting for a reason. Two, when they're not in the ring fighting the, the, the biggest fights, which you have to build up, you got to build up those fights. They in sparring. Like any top rank camp, Terrence Crawford got everybody on the top rank stable to spar against. The Arrow got everybody on the Golden Boy stable to spar against. Like they sparring mm-hmm. the top of the top guys, especially the top of the top guys coming up. So yeah. it ain't like they, they, yeah. ain't, they ain't seen no killers. They in the yeah. gym actually seeing the killers in the gym. Mm-hmm. It's just not in front of the TV screen. So I'm like, it's hard for me to take the take the excuse of him not being active unless it's it's years in you know years in between or a year in between something like that. But now nah, they it, they spawn killers. But it, it, it to your point, it is called prize fighting. However, like if you want that prize, you have to earn that prize, and that's why guys like Floyd Mayweather and Oscar De La Hoya can be fighting in 2021 and get the money that they're getting is because they took those tough fights on a consistent basis when it mattered most. You have these guys that are and in their Oscar prime. fought five times a couple of years, twice, two years, two times. Oscar fought five times in a year. Man, it was hell no. He fought like three bus drivers and two decent exactly. dudes. Come on, exactly. man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what, what about exactly. what about Canelo though? What about Canelo though? Can- Canelo's okay. fighting all killers. What? What? Yeah, his last his over this last yeah. year? No, he Yildur, did fight that bus driver. My he, bad. He, he, I, he, I forgot he, about your dirt. He had to he had to fight Yildirim. However, you got Callum Smith, you got Billy Joe Callum Saunders. Smith is then, good. then you got you got Caleb Plant and probably a guy like Canelo or uh, I'm sorry, probably a guy like uh Charlo or Benavides after that. That, well, tell me what I'm missing. Because no, you no, say we, he ain't fighting about... nobody. Who is he? Who? Come on, I think man. Canelo's yeah, fighting man, people. Man, come on, man. Well, who's Canelo, who's Canelo I, not I, fighting? I, 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 love, I, know, I love Canelo's skill, but Canelo's a cherry picker. Here's the thing. I'm not saying that he he's not. Because here's the thing. You talking about Charlo? B, have we not had this discussion? I think Charlo would be a handful for Canelo. I've said that. Definitely. But here's the thing. up this weekend? Because he wasn't enthused about that. We we talked about this on the phone. Don't get me started with this. But he was the thing is, it's 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 not the fact that he didn't knock him out, or you know I'm pro knocking out a guy that's not supposed to be on your level. It's the fact that he was getting touched up so much. He was just too easy to find. But he when he fought Devrachenko, dude, but here's the thing: when he fought Devrachenko is a fighter that he knows is a badass, who he understood the problem in front of him. He he was untouchable. Yes, maybe he overlooked his opponent, but he was so fucking good. He still blanked him on the scorecards. He didn't. I mean, he got close. He didn't blank him, and he he may have gotten stabbed. He, he like gave him the round. Okay, I give the dude like round eight. Do Do you think he was hurt in eighth? I thought he got he got buzzed. I don't think he was hurt like that. I mean, nah. I I I think that's one of Charlo's best fucking attributes. 
We, we saw them legs. We all saw the same legs. In the eighth, in the eighth, in the eighth round, they did something that was not <laughs> in line with the, with the rest of what he was doing. I'm just saying, like, he may not want to admit it, and we might may not want to admit, admit it as brothers because we like the Charlos. Right, he got hurt. Hey, Alvin, he was out there doing some of that silent something, man. He was out there silent something, man. Was that what it was? It's boxing, man. It happened. Everybody get touched. Everybody gets touched. Everybody get touched. It happened. But you can't tell me, like, come on, man. Smith's fucking Nello. Like, come on, man. I thought Smith was Smith was pretty good. Smith was good, man. You can't go shit on Smith like that. And these fighters pick and put in position. He go he go after the easiest person with the belts in the weight division. So later on in history, it's gonna say. Hey, hey, but now though he got to fight some legit fucking dudes. He's going up there against the Caleb Plants of the world. And honestly, I fuck with Caleb. I think Caleb has some legit skills. You got Caleb, and if he beats him. Dude, he has some monsters in the waiting in the wings. One sixty eight. Canelo should have been fought Charlo. He should have been fought Jermaine. Absolutely, should have been fought Charlo. He, but he's, he's, big, he's but, not fighting. He's not fighting Charlo because Canelo has problems with athletic fighters. Anything that can, can move laterally, he's going to have a problem with. Anything that's coming. Man, this man must listen him, to the fight podcast, boy. I love it. Keep anything talking that coming shit. standing in front of him, he gonna hurt. He gonna drop bombs on it and hurt it. Floyd, like. People say, oh, no, Canelo was young when he fought Floyd. Canelo had down to 40 fights. Yeah. Like down to 40 yeah, fights. 40. Yep. And, and young don't make you – he got embarrassed. Please. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, will, I will say this. Floyd. The quality of opposition before, you know, when he accrued a lot of those fights, Canelo turned pro when he was 15. And we've seen the development yeah. between the Floyd fight and now. So when we're talking Definitely. about he was young during the Floyd fight, it's because he's gotten so much better since then, and we are able to see that. So, I mean, yeah. in Canelo's defense, yes, he had 40 fights in his resume, but a lot of those were legitimate taxi cab drivers. Who who Canelo fight before Floyd? He had some tough fights before Floyd, right? He had some he, tough uh, fights before Floyd. If I ain't mistaken, he had a... Uh, damn, what's, what's black dude name? Uh, damn, I can't oh, man. I gotta come for you. I gotta come for you. Yeah. So, before Floyd, he fought Austin Trout. That's probably what you're talking about. I was going to say, yeah, he had a tough fight with Austin Huge. Trout. Yeah, you can't so, tell me Trump's not a, a, a tough fight, especially right oh, there. I mean, hold on, hold, on, wait, hold on. How can we say Trout is a tough fight, but we can't say Callum Smith is a tough fight? We got to be measuring by the same standards here. Austin Trout at that point in time was a killer. He, be, he beat Cotto. Killer. He beat Cotto. Yeah. So everybody was really paying attention to Austin Trout at that time. I don't see a lot. Hey, of but I will say this. I, th- I thought I thought Canelo lost a lot of though. I thought a lot I beat him. Laura yeah, wasn't active enough. Laura, Laura ran too much, but Laura could. Laura easily could have beat him if he just threw, stood there and threw a couple more one twos. He ran too much. But but hey but hey but to your point, who has great lateral movement does that to your point. So, I mean, I, I see what you're saying with that one. I mean, I mean, do you, do you, okay, he, he Caleb Plant. Okay, go ahead. You know, for all intents and purposes, he's not what you typically see in a white. He's not what you typically see in a white boy. Caleb Plant, one of us. Caleb, (laughs) but Caleb Plant, Caleb Plant, athleticism. He he, he's more a slip punch guy, so he's still gonna be in front of you for the body shot, for the body attack. Canelo gonna bring. He he's not a a lateral mover per se. Like he's not stepping out the way of the shots to the side of the shots. He gonna try to slip, and you know, if I throw to the body. Yeah, the head gonna move, but the body's staying there. So I just think break that. Go ahead. That that's the reason I think it is it'll be tough for Caleb Smith to beat Canelo, and also Benavidez. I think it's tough to beat Canelo because he's he gonna stay in cool place work. for the shot. He's gonna take the shots. And yeah, I don't, I don't think Benavidez Canelo, is it ain't gonna good, work. Yeah, no. Now, well, let me ask you this then. In your opinion, who is pound for pound? What's your who, who's your top five pound for pound guys right now? I can't even tell you top five. Top, I guess I or give me top, give me a, give me a top two. Give me a top two. Top five is a lot. I I, I get to fucking up with top five myself. I gotta say I gotta put Gabriel. Yeah, gonna hate one. me for this. Y'all gonna, <laughs> y'all gonna hate me for this, but I gotta I gotta put the dirty in there. Uh, Gordo Tiafimo Lopez gotta go in my in my top five. In my top five, he has to. The way he came okay. out dethroned Lomachenko like that. He got he gotta go in my top five of definitely Bud. Bud gotta go in there. Canelo, I put in my top five. I, I I and I'm saying they pick him, but I would definitely put him in my top five. Okay. Of 
You respect the skills. We got to, okay, I appreciate hey. that. Uh, anyway, we get some anyway love. I, He's in my yeah, top yeah. five. I, just from looking at, because I ain't, I haven't watched as much. So if I say it, I'll just be saying it because the shit on ESPN or because everybody else top right. five. If I put him right, in there. Right. So, you know, I ain't as, you know, being no, I, I actually watching that. him. Mm-hmm. Plug my computer up before it get crazy in there. Uh, who else? <laughs> but Earl Spence, definitely. The way Earl came back from what he came back from, plus the guys he's beating, uh, the uh, Sean Porters and stuff like that, those tough fights, crazy tough fights he's been taking. There's many fight, I think, a tough fight for him, too, that he's going to take. Yeah. Do you, uh, well, let me ask you this, then. Do you think... Do you think- Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, B. In your mythical top five, not asking you to rank anybody else, but would you rank a Terrence Crawford or Ar- who would you rank first? Errol Spence or Terrence Crawford? Spence got to go first for me because Crawford just ain't had the opposition. He, he ain't, not that he don't want the opposition, but he ain't been able to get the opposition because of, because of top rank and the Golden Boy. Like like Earl Spence in the Golden Boy stable war, that weight division is huge. PBC? Yeah, they got those guys in that weight division. From from going to Sean Porter's, they you know they got the uh, the Chief Thurman, everybody there, the Danny Garcia's to go against in their weight division. Terrence don't have hey, it. Well, he got well, fight here's the thing: can. being somebody that again you ha- you have your like you said your promotions, you you're, you're like you're a businessman, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. So a- as a businessman, you understand, especially in boxing, you are in control of your career. Do you think again we're talking about how he's somebody who did not. You know, he resigned. He chose to resign with top rank. Do you think that's more so on him not getting those opponents because of the choices that he made? Did he put himself in that situation or is it external factors, the politics of boxing? Well, they probably told him they're going to get him the fights. They probably told him those fights we're going to make. But, you know, behind the scene and, and the bag, big. if they offer me a bigger bag, like this is a sport where you can go in the ring and you can like at the end of the fight. You not be walking or you not be breathing. You got to secure, like you got to secure the biggest bag. bag you can. Yeah, yeah. And if he getting a bigger, if he getting a bigger bag and he fighting bumps and the, down the line they get this fight, like you got to secure the bag. That's number one. That's the number one priority. No matter what nobody else say, it's the bag. Yeah, number one. But but with that being said, though, and again, I, I understand you see, we were talking about earlier, like legacies are intangible and stuff like that. And as a as a prize fighter, I, I, I have to respect that. You know, I, I, you, you have to kind of I, I hear I hear you. I respect that. So as much as I want to be like, oh, you got to fight the best of the best. If they did give him that bag and he decided to take it, my man does have a family and stuff. But my thing is this. Then you can't fucking complain about it when people say Errol Spence is better. You can't sit there and complain about it, saying, all oh, these dudes are ducking me. No, they ain't ducking you. You just on the other side of the tracks. That ain't nobody's fault. Yeah, so you can't be you pissy know, about think, it. I think you know that. You're still going to get mad, though, when somebody say something about if, it, because you know. If, if, this is, if we're talking prize fighting, it seems like fighters of color make the most money with Al Heyman. So yeah. why would he why would he resign yeah. top, front, top rank when he, you see Al Heyman consistently turning these guys into pay-per-view fighters? I don't know how, but Somehow, tank this weekend. I have to pay for that fight. I can't miss that. Yeah, like it's it tank you, really ain't fought that many guys. Yeah, but you know, is is you know if he's fighting somebody contract, this weekend, damn yeah. right. If his damn contract right, coming up for dispute, you know they're gonna offer a bigger. They they got in the contract to where if we offer more money than what they offer you over there, you're gonna have to sign back with us. So like it, it's written to where if we can match the bag, you gotta you gotta come back. You gotta give us a chance to match it. So it ain't necessarily just him saying, yeah, I'm going to take the bigger bag. It's them mm-hmm. saying, all right, we got this amount for you. And then Top Rank said, no, nah, we're going to match it. Because Top Rank can't let Terrence Crawford go. No matter what Bob Irwin be talking, they can't let Crawford go. Crawford think one thing that's keeping Top Rank alive. They yeah, they're trying to put all the money. they putting all the money mm-hmm. behind Tyson Fury, but Crawford is one of the things that, like, it should have been more, like, it should be more pushing well, to shit, Terrence don't... Crawford than, you know, I I hear that they still they they working shit out with uh they they got a T.O. coming back 
They renegotiate yeah, his they, deal. Yeah. They renegotiate with him. Yeah. So I yeah. think they probably go, I think good. they figure at this point in time that they're like, well, shit, we got this new young buck, and they're finally starting to bring Inoue in, into the, the American audience and really getting that kind of going. Man, they might be able to build those two. So, I mean, they, maybe they are at the point that they're willing to let them go over to PBC, which as a fan of boxing, I'm fucking happy about because we'll finally get to see him fight the Spences and, and and the Thurmans and everybody else. Because at the end of the day, that's what I want to see. But let me ask you this, man. You are an up, you are an up and coming heavyweight. And cruiserweight. Cruiserweight. Cruiser, I'm sorry. Cruiserweight. cruiserweight. I fight, I fight yeah. both with cruiser, my, my real weight. So, okay. So let me ask you this. You, you have, there are a lot of up and coming talent coming up. Who are you eyeing right now to say, okay, this is where either, like I said, this is the people in my class that I'm really working with. You know, my plan, I'm going to tell you my plan. I don't, I ain't never supposed this besides people around me. So I'm going to run this record up into around 10 and two, 12 and two, try to get with a promotion, company, if not a promotional company, wait for me on home or, uh, Oh, we got a guy we want you to fight. It's a title eliminator. Some try to call me three weeks before. Mm-hmm. And I'm in shape. I'm ready. I know I'm ready to go no matter who it is. And I'm gonna yeah. take it and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be on ESPN like this. And <laughs> I got a title eliminator. So that's that's my plan. So it don't matter really who it is, but after we run these wins up, is who's ever there. Cause I'm gonna be in shape well, for it. I, I, who, I you know. Yeah, I'm sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. Who do you think is it's, who do you consider the top guy at cruiserweight right now? Because I tell you, I'm, I'm a I'm a I like Okoe, uh, but I think obviously it got to be Bra- uh, uh, Maris Bradis is probably the top guy at cruiserweight. Would you agree, or where you had where's he had as far as that? Bradis tough. Okoe, I think would be the tough the tougher opponent though. Definitely the tough opponent because because that I and of I know for like. Inside his boxing IQ is very high. One of my old coaches, like, was with O'Coley for the past past few years. Barry Robinson working with him, so I know his boxing IQ is like there for sure, for sure. So to me, it's O'Coley just from from a fighter's aspect. Now, and, and you know, just bringing this back to something you said before, you talked about running up your record a little bit. Your first fight, you you, you came out and you were knocked out in your first professional fight. Speaking about it, now, now you run that record of five and two, looking to get to ten and two, hopefully, hopefully in the next couple of years. Tell me about what it's been like coming back from that loss and how you've improved. So, when I had my first fight, this what happened: boxing game, dirty. So I'm coming from the amateurs. I fought amateurs what four, maybe. Four years, I think I was saying, four or five years, bunch of golden gloves, national golden gloves, uh, went to third place national pile of, but when I went pro, I was opening a boxing gym here in Miami, Miami, boutique boxing gym. At the same exact time, I decided to go pro. So not really focused on just the fighting aspect, also focused on trying to open a business because I knew, like, I know boxing can it can turn the opposite way quick. If I had something established, like a base established, like a business, then I, mm-hmm. I'd be able, if something happened in boxing, I can turn, you know, I couldn't pass the opportunity up, you know, where, where it come about. And it came about because of boxing, because I, you know, I created a boxing gym. I created uh, classes. I created, you know, all that. And it was still because of boxing. It was just, you know, a different way. It wasn't in the ring. It was outside the ring. So mine wasn't focused on boxing. We get to the fight. Uh, we were in like Ocala, Florida, somewhere, like in Boondocks. <clears throat> we get to the fight. Uh, they hit me with the okie doke. Like, oh, your opponent pulled out. He was hurt. He couldn't fight. But we found somebody else last minute for you. And the last minute was a, a guy from Kazakhstan, Russian, like champion, Kazakhstan champion, killer. And we ain't, me being who I am, I'm like, I don't give a fuck who it is. I'm trying to fight. Like, I got my people here. I'm trying to fight. I don't care who it is, whatever. In which my trainer should have been in a position to be like, nah, we ain't, we not. Yeah, fight. absolutely. That's what but, I was going to say. Yeah. Like, that's when your team comes in. But, with I, I, like I mean, that. but as a normal guy, you can understand that. Your, your professional debut, your oh, family right. out there, they come, they come yeah. through with a late, a late sub. Bro. It, don't, it don't matter. My people here, I can't let yeah. them down at that point. And, and I got my Yeah. And that's yeah. me. I'm trying to fight. 
So, but yeah, but but as a coach, your coach is supposed to be looking out. But yeah, I yeah, he's supposed to step in. But still, yeah. like we we get through the fight, I'm jabs on him, jabs on him, mouse up the eye, everything. But I was just in a position that, like, you could tell that it was two different caliber fighters in the ring, and end up getting caught. So, so to me, as far as coming back from that, you know, some people don't come back from getting put slept like the, even looking no, hard, not look good the next fight so yeah. coming back from that I always knew it wouldn't be an issue because mm-hmm. I know what was happening when I went into the fight and how I felt those first few rounds of the fight like I mm-hmm. was straight and, I, and I, it was different caliber fighters mm-hmm. so it wasn't such a huge deal for me to get back into it was a big deal but it like I ain't feel no pressure with it. Shit, it was already at the bottom. You, you can't go nowhere else. So you had, when you already at the bottom. Do you feel like your background in playing sports at such a high level kind of helped with that? Because playing D one football and stuff, playing sports, like we've taken L's before. You've taken an L, so it's kind of like ah, eh, like yeah. Do you feel like that helped at all or not? Nah? Ah, hell nah. It's it's a whole different <laughs> ball game. Like you no, take yeah. an L, you take an L in college football. You, it, that's on the team. Right. Feel me. Like when I'm in the ring, it's me and him in the ring, and it is man versus man in the ring. Not gonna lie, if you didn't put in the work, you put it in. If you didn't put it in, it's gonna tell the truth in the ring. So you oh, got to yeah. deal with that yourself. It ain't no no coach dealing with it. Nobody else stepping in that ring. So that's the personal thing. Oh, I ain't ever really felt that before. Only way, only thing that helped me with that is coming from around fronts like North Sides. Like being in a position to to lose twenty four seven. Like born. And they think you're gonna lose. You ain't gonna make it past 18. Like the type of neighborhood I grew up in, that's what mentally helped me with it. It wasn't. It wasn't the football or the sports or nothing like that. It's just why the background where I came from and, and losing so much in in the life, like getting shit out for uh, not attaining things or not having the same luxuries as other people in different neighborhoods. That's what had me mentally tough, you know. To, to no, I love back that. in no, and to take it. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you fighters, sharing that with us too, man. And no doubt, that's why a lot of fighters come from come from like it's hood backgrounds and stuff like that because it's tough. It's tough to be in this game and you got something going already, or or you got parents that's giving you money. Like Marvin Hagler say, it's hard for me to get up and run when y'all got on silk silk sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Man, yes, sir. So Jesus, shit, tough. I don't, that's why I don't see how Floyd make a how Floyd's a billionaire. Well, before this past these past few fights, how he's a billionaire and still get up to fight these guys the same way. Like that's insane to me. If I got if I got a million in the bank, I, I probably I'm thinking like, damn, I got a million dollars. Fuck, I'm doing this for. We're gonna let him punch me in my face. I can go make another million another way besides getting punched in the face. So for you to get up and be able to train at that same that 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 same intensity and you sit down like that, like that's a different animal, dog. Like that may be one person that really is really more focused on legacy than he is the dollar. Because the way you like it's hard to do that, man. Hard. Now speaking on the topic of motivation. What would you say is your biggest motivation in this in 2021 going into this July 10th fight? Is it money? Is it something else? Where's your head on that? Uh, I, I just my daughter's like 20 months now. So everything that pushed me right now basically come from her, like from her watching, from her congratulations. From like yeah, thank congrats, you. man. That's awesome. That's that's a, a major push for me. And I, it ain't gonna be a dollar or nothing else. It's just that that she succeeds or, or gets the 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 mindset as she grows you know that, that, that's huge for me and you talk about mindset and i looked at your instagram a recent post you talked about controlling what you can control and i can tell that you're a big prep guy mm-hmm. are you doing anything differently in preparation for your upcoming fight against johnny jackson and that's uh, on uh, july 10th right yep. july 10th yep so not necessarily nothing anything different he's a southpaw so that that's different like the direction i'm moving while i'm in the ring with him that's something that's different uh but i've had i fought softballs before in the pros and i'm just but and, and talk, talk, talk us through that i like to get technical a little bit talk us through the difference uh-huh. in preparing for a southpaw 
So the trick for everybody who orthodox fighters and don't know, which, like I said, a lot of people don't coach no more. Easy trick to get away from a southpaw's left hand, a brick hand, strong hand, is you yeah. just got to circle to your left. You circle to your left, you're out of range from it instead of walking to your right, where you normally walk when you fight an orthodox fighter and being in range for that hand. That's a super easy trick that's probably going to take away 50% of the damn hands that he's going to land, especially if you, if you can't cut nobody off. You're going to take away about 90% of them. So all he got to worry with is the lead hand. So we see hooks and jabs that you got to worry about with the southpaw. So just really focusing on the way I'm supposed to be moving in the ring with the southpaw. Dots that I am. So which hand going to be available more? It won't, it won't be so much the jab hand. The right hand going to be available a lot more. So that, that that's really what we're working on. And and in ring, who would you what what pro boxer today would you compare your style to? I can put my style to in the ring. Um, I like stealing stuff from everybody for real. Like, like I seen some shoulder I, roll. About say yeah, yeah, we definitely people shoulder roll. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, it ain't, it ain't just be. I I got to be in a situation to where it can be used. Like it ain't made for every situation. So when I fight, mm-hmm. when I fight. Taller guys, like I'm really open to using the shoulder roll because the punches are a lot slower and I can counter. Off. Yeah. Plus, I get strong. I get th- I throw the shots off the be so skinny, so I stay in a smaller, in a slimmer position. My sh- shots are a lot stronger, but uh, it all you always gonna change. You are gonna see height. You are gonna see shoulder. You are gonna see movement depending on if I got to move. I. I, I I pride myself on being able to do anything. Like Andre Ward to me is one of my favorite fighters. Probably, oh, probably absolutely. top five for me yeah. all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Because of the way he makes people, I feel like so underrated in the fight. Man, what? Dude, pe- what? people don't appreciate him, man. They don't appreciate how dope that dude was. Man. Like huge. people always talk about like Canelo. Canelo yo, I, 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 I stand on it. I, I love Canelo. Canelo don't want that. He didn't want nah. that. No. Nah. I, I, I mean, he just. Andre Ward, none of his skills just just popped off the screen. It wasn't speed. It wasn't power. But he found a way. His mind just worked better than a lot of people in that ring, similar to Floyd in a a lot of cases. But Floyd had some eye-popping skills. Andre Ward wasn't gifted with that. He was just able to get it done. And even his last two fights, and, you know, maybe this is a casual talk right here, but the story of him against Kovalev and watching the adjustments he he was able to make over those two fights to get that knockout, like, definitely in my top five as well. Oh, Same man, like he, he can adjust to any type. Like when he fought, he fought Miguel Kessley. He fought different from when he fought Carl Frost. Like especially through the Super Six. Like anybody winning the Super Six like that through the, the killer. what they had in that man. What's that Super Six tournament was one of the best. Like the the, the talent in that tournament. Oh shit, man! All right, dude. I was lit. Was I lit? I think I went to go see when he fought the Ava. Yeah, I was living right down the street. I went to oh, went to go see the fight. Like for him to be able to walk fighters down, for him to be able to move, for him to be able to go into long range, like everything he can do good. Like everything he can do good. And his attention to detail to be able to do know when to do it, when to put it in place. So uh, Andre Ward, one of my top top five to me, hands down. Oh, yeah. And he's become he's actually one of my favorites on the mic right now. Dude is actually pretty dope and commentary and stuff. He's smart with it. But yo, I, I have to ask you about this. We we do got some fights coming up, and my, my man knows the game in and out. I gotta ask you. We ha- we we did talk about Tank this weekend. We got Tank fighting Mario from from Mario Barrios's actual belt. He's moving up in weight, bro. People, I'm hearing people on Twitter talking shit. They're like, "Ah, oh, somebody, who the hell is this Azteca dude? He's going to run through him too. I have thoughts. Is this going to be <laughs> the toughest fight for Tank, in y'all opinion? Both of y'all. You go first. Go first, B. <laughs> so, okay. So here's, here's how I look at this fight. I think Tank's power, it obviously, is going to be a big factor in this fight. And everybody thinks Tank's just going to get in there. And he's just going to be this world eater. But we've seen fight Tank fight once at 135 pounds when he fought uh, whatever the guy's name is. Uh, I, I can't. Uh, Gamboa. His power just it, it, it wasn't eye popping. He didn't get Gamboa out of there till the 12th round. And he was landing big shots the entire fight. So then moving up another weight, weight class to a fighter that's actually in his prime. I'm not sure if that power is going to carry. However, 
Tank has a lot better boxing ability than people give him credit for. And one thing I do know about Mario Barrios, which I've actually seen, is that he struggles with a fighter that's going to be able to give him angles. And if, if Tank if Tank is able to not just use his power, but he's able to give Barrios an- angles, Barrios is a tall fighter, has a big, uh, a long torso. If he could bang it, bang it to the body, come up top, he should be able to get out of there with a win. Will it be easy? This will not be an easy fight. Barrios is a big tall, hungry, up-and-coming champion. Uh, but hey, I mean, Undefeated he, dude, too. Undefeated. Undefeated. I mean, he's a tough guy. I've I mentioned Barrios on here before. I, I like him as a fighter. I think he's going to give Tank a tough fight, but th- this is set up for Tank. I think Tank probably gets out of there. If not a late knockout, he probably gets out of there with a decision. But it won't be easy. Not like, like not like most people thinking, and I yeah, I definitely want to get into this undercard too. But Al, what's up with you? How you feeling? Oh, for me, <laughs> Tank show against Leo Santa Cruz, which as a fighter, I'm not putting Barrios over Leo Santa Cruz. Leo Santa Cruz then seen a lot, then done a lot, like a, a dog, complete dog. I love Leo. And, yeah, he's and what he did dog. to Le- what what he did to Leo Santa Cruz. The way he did it, like if you watch Tank through that fight, just Leo was turning him up in the first part of the fight. But if you really watch Tank, I just watched this fight the other night. Matter of fact, if you watch him, the way he stayed calm in the middle of the shots, Leo was throwing right before the knockout. How he parried, parried the right hand. He did it three times in a row. The third time he caught him, parried the first time, calm, parried the second time, third time ripped over, uh-huh, and caught like, his boxing. He was insane. And it, I, I think it come from being around Floyd, like really working with Floyd, yeah. the way he set his IQ up. And then I don't think he's displayed everything he got to us because he ain't had to. So, but I don't, I, don't, I don't see this fight being tougher than the Leo fight to him. I, I don't. Physical aspect wise, yeah. As far as like, because Leo pressure. Leo, dude, like it's harder for somebody throwing all them punches at me and trying to figure out what's going on than somebody yeah. just being taller and me trying to figure out length. Like a lot of people are taller than Tank, but as mm-hmm. far as like those punches coming, like Leo was throwing the punches from every angle and at, at the amount of punches, I don't think it's gonna be a tougher fight than Leo was. I think Tank. The, the, the difference for me is that Leo Santa Cruz moved up from 126 pounds, whereas that, Tank that's what I was now say. Be, he'll be moving up two weight divisions to fight a bigger yeah. guy. And why I think this will be tougher than the Leo Santa Cruz fight <laughs> is that size. I don't. I don't. As, as skill wise, I'm not going to put Bar- Barrios over Leo Santa Cruz. No. But overall, right now, I think Leo Santa Cruz might be a little bit over the hill. He's fighting in a bigger weight division than he should be. Whereas yeah. Barrios, young hunger champion in his prime and that size we we always say there are weight classes for a reason i think that we're in the early rounds of the fight we'll definitely see that play out my my question is how that that's what i was gonna say i want to see how his power translates up to weight class if he goes up there and he just starches this dude because your barrios is a is a dude who can take a shot he's durable He's uh, he, and he here's the thing. Not a lot of guys. He is tall, but not a lot of guys use their height the right way. He fucking does. He'll catch you at the end of his shots. And especially for a Mexican fighter, most times you, you see him getting in your chest, throwing good body shots. He'll yeah. stay long. He's, he's he'll catch you with big. Exactly. Yeah, that's why. So that's why. It, 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 he, dude. And here's the thing. We just talked about Virgil's best disciple in Andre Ward. So. Can he utilize those skills, that team, and actually do something and get Tank off of his game? And I'll go out on the limb because it's easy to be with everybody else and say Tank's going to get this dub. I think Barrios gets him. And the like only it. reason I say he gets him is I think he's going to be able to uh, he's going to be able to keep him on the outside. He's going to be able to disrupt him with his timing. Barrios has great timing. If he's going to be able to disrupt him and keep him on the outside, I think he wins the decision. I'm going out on a limb, it will be easy to say you go with Tank. Yeah. Go with Mario Barrios in this one. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, 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 I respect it, man. But here's so the thing. Either think way, by knockout, so are you saying that you definitely feel that Tank's power is going to translate? And there is a difference. Stop. I think he's going to translate. It's because he don't, like, bro, the, the calm that he have in the ring to set up those bot, the body shots that he was throwing on Leon Santa Cruz, 
stepping over and ripping shit to the body. He didn't even throw that many punches against Leo. He just Not made him. every punch he threw count. Like like you see the you see the body language when he if hit he, Leo to the body. Oh. Like ah, I got to move out. The, if, uh, if he, hell no. Nah. If you watch the All Access, which, you know, Showtime does an amazing job of All Access. Tank talks about it. He says, hey, Leo Santa Cruz was throwing a lot of punches, but I knew I was breaking him down. You actually, they go into the corner. You can hear him talking about it over the course of the fight. I'm breaking him down. I'm breaking him down. Going into the sixth round, he said, I'm, I'm going to break him down this round. I think, it, I'm think I think he's ready to go. And then he got him out of there. So he's aware of that type of stuff in the ring, that calm you spoke about. And that's a valuable trait as you start to level up in competition. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and it, it, it brings more power. It brings more power to your shots too. If you're able Absolutely. to not, if you're not so worried about what's coming at you, and I can stand there and step to the side and throw this shot heavy, like I'm heavy on my feet and throw that shot, it brings so much more power. So much more power. Well, we got a question that just came in from YouTube, and and, and we're talking about fighters with skills. And unfortunately, this dude is the biggest name in boxing right now. Gentlemen, how do you feel Damn, about Mr. Jake, you Paul's, Jake Paul's boxing and his boxing skills specifically? I'm going to ask you. And, and also, really quick, Tony's reviews. Thank you so much for checking us out, Tony. First time listening. But go ahead. I want that work. Jake Paul, I want, I want the work. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my I'm putting my my card in for, like everybody else, but hey, go ahead. let them know, hey. let them know where we can hey, go. Ahead. I, want, I want that work. You got hey, come on, man. I don't. It ain't even got to be in the fight. I take a sparring. They hit me up for sparring before, but really? once the cup, yeah, they hit me up for sparring to come to uh to come to L.A. right after my last fight. So, coach, the guy that trains in Milton, he's from down here. Absolutely. And uh, hit me up, asked me like, oh, what weight, what height? And once he got the height, 6'4", he kind of pulled back from it. Like, because they spar a lot of smaller guys. Yeah, it's a lot of smaller guys that they work against. Like, everything's small. Even if the guys have somewhat skill, they weigh smaller than them. So they're not putting them into into no danger. But they they know what they got as fighters. And not saying these guys don't train their ass off. Cause they do, but it is levels to it. Like, like I said, I didn't start talking shit to a few years ago. You can't come in the game and talk crazy, and they do that because they not they not in there with no killers. They they not being put in front of no killers. I think one of them sparred of sparred of my boy name from down here, Darrell, one of the Darrell twins, and left yeah. out with like two black eyes. <laughs> like, but for real, and that's one sixty eight. They whooped that ass. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds they, they, they like. No, they not no joke, bro. Not neither. Yo, the Durrell, the Durrells are good. People who just act like they ain't good still. Those boys can still go. Yeah, they, they bro, they they not getting in front of no killers. But I, I want that work, like for real, for real. Even oh, if it's man. not a fight, I want you know, I want the spot. Right, I want to hear first. Last fight with a t-shirt on and say I beat both up the Paul brothers up like today. That's how I want Dude. to go to the fight, but. I, I I would love to see it. I would absolutely love to see it. Yo, check it out. We don't have that much time left. So before we get you out of here, we got. I want to ask you a couple questions. Uh, and, and what was the fights? Because I always ask people, fight. What well, what was the fights that really made you fall in love with boxing? Victor Ortiz and Andre Berto was huge for me. Ooh, buddy, insane. Of uh, crazy fight. And I'm talking fights that I saw, like not that I went back on YouTube, but that I saw. Of course, yeah. And yeah, then of course. Uh, Eric Morales and uh, and Morales. anybody, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, we put the trilogy against. That's when no, I first started boxing, no. and I caught this fight on Mar- TV. Barrera. He busted his nose. Yeah, Marco yes. Antonio Barrera. Morales and Barrera. When he busted his nose, that's when I first started boxing. Like I just started getting into boxing in LA. Moved to LA. Right. I like it. It's either you love it or it's gonna scare you away. And I, I fell in love with that shit from there. Like I was in love with it. Do you have any boxing movies, a go-to boxing movie that you love? Go-to boxing movie of damn. It was an old movie, and I don't even remember. I can't even remember. Like I think uh Omar Epps might have been in it. It was a oh. long time ago. Dude, I think you're right. 
What movie was that? I remember watching it when I was young. I love that. Omar Epps was a boxer in the movie. Oh, shit. I, I against, completely... against the ropes. Against, against the ropes. The ropes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that was, that was funny. That shit, that shit did come out a minute ago. <laughs> a while that I'm a little kid watching. I, I still remember it. <laughs> that's fucking fire, man. I love it, man. Well, look, um, Alvin Fram, that's all about all the time we got today, man. We got to our hour mark, brother. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Really quick, man, where can the people find you? I'm at Alvin Davey on Instagram. Of Go ahead, jump on, follow. I got the link in my bio for the fight tickets July 10th. If you happen to be in Miami, if we get a stream Absolutely. link, I'll post the stream link. But, uh, man, go get them. I got shirts. How, 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 yeah, how are we getting the shirts? How are we getting the shirts? I'm going to grab shirt, a shirt just, after this call. Just hit me up on uh, Instagram, and we'll get it to you. you. I got you. That's what's up. But we'll get them to check it out. We'll put those in the bio and everything so people can check those out as well. Alvin, brother, much continued success. Fam, I would love to do this again with you sometimes. And I'm not going to hold it against you that you're an Omega. It's totally fine. (laughs) It's cool. Nah, bro. <laughs> hey, do you think, man? Um, I said much love, everybody. This has been the Fight Podcast. Brandon, thank you so much uh for everything that you do, my guy. And uh everybody, this has been episode 295 of the greatest combat sports and culture show, the entire universe of Fight Podcast. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace out, guys. <laughs>